You're listening to Talk Jive Radio. I'm Kelly. And I'm Thomas III. We're them damn Indians. So any of the stuff that we talk about, you can go to our social media pages and you can see the articles that we refer to um, because we just don't get to everything. There's, there's always just so much. And so even if we don't talk about them, uh, these are interesting stories that we find um, <laughs> that we think that you should be aware of. Oh, yeah. Now we're going to move on to uh, a story from the AP, AssociatedPressNews.com. The headline is South Dakota's top attorney says found body day after crash. Out of Sioux Falls, South Dakota. South Dakota Attorney General Jason Ravensborg said in a statement late Monday that he realized he had struck and killed a man walking along a rural stretch of highway only after returning to the scene the next day and discovering the body. The state's top law enforcement officer said he initially thought he hit a deer while driving home from a Republican fundraiser on Saturday night. He is under investigation by the South Dakota Highway Patrol. Ravensborg said he immediately called 911 after the crash on U.S. Highway 14 and that he didn't realize he had hit a man until he returned to the scene the next morning and found him while looking for the animal he thought he hit. Authorities identified the dead man as 55-year-old Joseph Bover, who had crashed his truck in that area earlier, according to relatives, and was apparently walking toward it near the road when he was hit. Republican Governor Christy Noem repealed, I'm sorry, revealed Sunday that Ravensburg had been involved in a fatal crash and asked the Department of Public Safety to investigate, but neither she nor the agency provided any details at that point. The Department of Public Safety issued a statement earlier Monday saying that the Ravensburg told the Hyde County Sheriff's Office he had hit a deer. Department spokesman Tony Mangan would not confirm whether Ravensborg called 911, saying it is part of the investigation. The North Dakota Bureau of Criminal Investigation is also participating yeah, that, that in the investigation. Yeah, that sounds like you were drunk, didn't want to get in trouble, so you made up that story to go back out there and find him the next day. Oh, yeah. Oh, we're going to get into all that. <laughs> The North Dakota Bureau of Criminal Investigation is also participating in the investigation. The South Dakota Division of Criminal Investigation, which would normally be involved, is part of the Attorney General's office. It is standard practice to request an outside agency to conduct an investigation when there may be a conflict of interest. That's interesting. Uh, Ravensborg said Sunday he was, quote, shocked and filled with sorrow. He released a second statement on Monday night detailing his account of the accident, saying it was necessary to dispel rumors. He said he was driving from a Republican fundraiser in Redfield to his home some 110 miles away when his vehicle hit something he believed was a large animal. He called 911 and looked around his vehicle in the dark using a, using a cell phone flashlight. He said all he could see were pieces of his vehicle. After Hyde County Sheriff Mark Volick arrived, the two men surveyed the damage and filled out paperwork for his car to be repaired, the attorney general said. At no time did either of us suspect that I had been in an accident with a person. With his car wrecked, he said he borrowed the sheriff's personal car to return to his home in Pierre. The next morning, he and Chief of Staff Tim Borman drove back to return the sheriff's car. They stopped at the spot of the accident where he said he discovered... Bo, Bo 
Beauvert's body in the grass just off the shoulder of the road. He said it was apparent he was, Beauvert was dead. Ravensborg said he drove to Volek's house and reported the dead body. They both returned to the accident scene where Volek said he would handle the investigation and asked Ravensborg to return to Pierre. Uh, Ravensborg said he was cooperating with the investigation, including providing a blood sample, agreeing to have both his cell phone search and being interviewed by law enforcement agents. Beauvert's family said Monday they felt frustrated with and suspicious about the investigation, especially after investigators took nearly 22 hours to allow them to identify Beauvert's body. Beauvert crashed his truck into a hay bale near the road on Saturday evening, according to his cousin, Victor Nemec. Beauvert told his cousin that he had been reaching for some tobacco. Nemec said Beauvert gave Beauvert a ride home, which was about 1.5 miles away, and made plans to make repairs on Sunday. He left Beauvert after 9 p.m. The crash that killed him happened around 10.30 p.m. Nemec said there was no indication whatsoever that his cousin had been drinking. So that's obviously a thing. Uh, Beauvert lived alone and had been separated from his wife. Uh, his cousin said, um, and they haven't questioned him. A human doesn't look like a deer, his cousin said. The whole thing stinks to me. When Bovert's cousins couldn't find him at his home on Sunday and saw an accident being investigated near where Bovert left his truck, they grew fearful that he was involved. Nemec said he contacted the sheriff around 10 a.m. and was told to wait. As the hours ticked on, they grew more suspicious and called 911 and the highway patrol after 5 p.m. They were allowed to identify his body after 8 p.m. on Sunday. Oh, man. Wow. It's uh, so the last said Ravensborg had been at a fundraising dinner hosted by the Spink County Republicans at Rooster's Bar and Grill. The attorney general is known to be a frequent attendee of the fundraisers known as Lincoln Day Dinners held by county GOP groups across the state. So Beauvert probably is an Indian guy. Um, yeah. And this dude driving 110 miles from Rooster's Bar and Grill. Probably half sauced. Because there's nothing out there. I mean, there's very rarely cars out there. You know, it's, it's very remote. That's a very remote state. And I'm glad I can say that now. But, I mean, a person, is, that is different than a deer, right? I mean, you're going to know that, right? Aren't you? Unless you're sauced, I guess. Yeah, you should. I mean, that, and like you said, unless you're sauced, there's, there's, I mean, I don't know. When you're, when you're drunk, you do dumb things and you don't think until the next day and you start realizing, you know, maybe like that. I don't know. Well, this is this just screams cover up, doesn't it? Oh yeah, and I think it's too late now. Like I mean, the the story's already on the AP. Like this is they're not just going to be able to cover this up, especially with everything. If that's a, if that was an Indian dude, I mean, they've already yeah. kind of covered stuff up, right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> just leaving that guy out there that long. I, well, I just, I don't know. 
I, I think that they're right to call in another agency for that. I think that, um, I just, <laughs> I think there needs to be a reckoning of some kind, but will there yeah. be, how, how do you arrest and prosecute the top law enforcement officer in the state? Who's going to prosecute him? You know what I yeah. mean? Just in general, like who would, I think we need to ask our lawyers about that. Yeah. It's probably a good oils question. Because, but seriously, would that be, I mean, you couldn't really make a federal charge of it. I mean, unless, unless that dude's Indian, if that dude's Indian, then it can be federal. Yeah, and if it was, you know, depending on if it's Indian land or if it was Indian, even if it used to be Indian land by treaty, you know? Well, and one could say an argument could be made for jurisdiction under McGirt. Yep. So it's going to be interesting to see how this progresses and the direction of the investigation. And I think it's really going to be telling how friendly law enforcement agencies are to each other um, at times like this. I don't know. I, I just don't know how much consideration would be given in that instance because if you found, like, let's say North Dakota finds something that he can be prosecuted for or whatever, and by the way, it's so convenient that if he did have a crazy blood alcohol at the time of the accident that we'll never know. Check it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll never know. So that can't be proven. Yeah, because he already slept it off. I mean, the only thing could be like getting surveillance at Rooster's Bar and Grill if they even have it. So, and but but seriously, if they did find something that they could prosecute him for, and they tried to prosecute him and it didn't go anywhere, they'd make an enemy out of him, a political oh, yeah. one oh, yeah. who could get away with murder. So it's like I said, I, I wonder, I wonder how that works exactly. So we're definitely going to ask our lawyers about that. What do you think about this weirdness in South Dakota? I mean, it's par for the course. I mean, it's, it's law enforcement covering up for each other. You think you think that's going to be the direction it goes? Yeah, I mean, until well, and and the problem is that this isn't the climate for you know to for that to be to be going on because right now there's no tolerance for police violence in this country, especially against brown people. 
And whether it's a gun or whether you just ran him over with your car and just kept on going or whatever. Either way, there's going to be some shit. You know what I mean? Like, there's some, some something's going to happen. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes for sure. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. We are indigenous. We're independent. We're them damn Indians at Talk Jive Radio.